This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number one, wait for it, 43. (laughs) Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Red Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicky. And this is Larissa. And if you hear us snickering, it's because we gave Jake, well, we didn't give it to him. He found it all on his own. Um, Jake, our cat, Jake Ryan, has a yo-yo. He found my yo-yo. He did. And he's like <laughs> batting it all over the place. He and thinks going this crazy. is the best thing ever right now. He's, yeah. And we we thought about taking it away from him while we recorded, but he, I, you can't do that to him. He's no. just having such a good time. He hasn't stuck behind the baby gate now. He's trying to figure out how to get it out. <laughs> so we're going to leave him there. So if you hear any bumping around, that's what that is about. Anyways, uh, well, guess what, Larissa? What? It's time for high tea. Woohoo! This episode of the podcast is going to contain all things tea, and that pinkies includes up. pinkies up. Pinkies up. That includes the types of tea, possible health benefits, uh, types of tea to avoid, which is something I learned, and the importance of buying organic. All right. Now, usually, right now, we have. Uh, a, a time for a rating, but unfortunately, we have no new ratings this time. <laughs> just ran by. We have no new ratings this time. So, just a reminder if you haven't had a chance to stop by iTunes and leave us a rating, we would greatly appreciate you taking just a minute to go out there and do that. What that does for us is it helps people find us. And uh, the more people find us, the more people we get into our awesome community here. So that would do us a huge favor. Not to mention we read all of our five-star ratings on the show. So that is one way you can help support us. Awesome. So as as they say on the internets, I has a sad... I has a sad. It has a sad. I haven't heard that one. That's like one of those meme things. Oh, is meme. it? Oh, one of those okay. meme. You know, mm. you love memes. I do, but I have not heard that one. Yeah, I yeah. has a sad. <laughs> it's usually accompanied by like a really sad looking kitty cat. So oh. I has a sad... Mm. Um, You know, and just another thing, since we have a little bit of extra time, really want to give another shout out to the Peas and Carrots Society, which is our closed Facebook group. Awesome group of people. We we are getting new requests to join this group every day. It is up to, I looked right before the show, 367 with 19 new members as of, I don't know what the time period was, but every week or something. Well, that is amazing. And the... People that come into this group are just so awesome, so supportive. Whenever uh, a new another member has a challenge that they're dealing with, everyone is just so supportive and really just jumps in there to, to help the person out. Lots of sharing of good recipes, pictures. I mean, I just, mm-hmm. I was playing with iMovie earlier and I just posted <laughs> a cat movie. <laughs> Uh, you know, silliness to serious stuff, and it's it's all good in there. So, if you have not joined our closed Facebook group, the Peas and Carrot Society, make sure you send us a request and uh, to join. And Larissa does do a little bit of uh, vetting to make sure we're not getting spammers in the group. But uh, you know, other than that, it's a really cool, cool group of folks to hang out with. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I just I love going in there. It's just it's so uplifting to me every single day. You know, when I I'll check Facebook and I'll just see all these updates and and people posting in there and posting pictures of what they ate and their cats and dogs. And 
And uh, yeah, it's just, it's amazing. Oh, when you're having a challenge with something, trying to find something or overcoming something, some aspect, whether it be social or physical. I mean, just so many people are so eager to help. So it's really Oh, I learned lots of stuff in there that I didn't know. All right. Are we ready to move into the main topic? Sure. I hear the teapot brewing. The teapot is brewing. Okay. (laughs) So let's start out by talking about some of the benefits of tea. And I think a lot of people have heard of some of these, but it's kind of a good place to to do a little bit of a recap in case folks haven't heard of these. Right. And now let's let's stress uh, possible benefits or, or, you know, study, some studies have shown benefits, you know, because I mean, as with anything, there's two sides to it. And some people say, oh, that's hooey. And other people say, oh, it's the greatest thing ever. So, you know, there's two sides to every coin. That's so. a really good point. Because yeah, some so of this stuff is, you know, when you talk about, uh, I'm getting a little ahead of here, here, but when you talk about possible cures for cancer, or diabetes, or yeah. heart disease, that kind of thing, you obviously want to talk to your doctor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so some of the possible benefits of tea uh, come from, a, a lot of them come from the high level of antioxidants in tea. So uh, flavonoids. And, and these may help with some illnesses. And for example, um, you mentioned one cancer, uh, heart disease is another one, diabetes is another one that they may help with symptoms. I mean, I've never seen anywhere that, that anyone has said, uh, anyone slightly reputable anyway, has said that, you know, tea cures cancer, but, uh, the, the high level of antioxidants is kind of what they're basing this on. Now, another benefit or purported benefit is that the tea can encourage weight loss, may, may lower cholesterol, uh, increase mental alert alertness. Now that one I can, well, I can yeah. say that's pretty. I mean, <laughs> I've, I think a lot of people have experienced that one, and has antimicrobial qualities. Right. So it's also a good alternative to coffee. So sometimes people get a little turned off by they they get turned off by the amount of caffeine that is in coffee. So coffee is very high in caffeine. So tea is a great alternative because it's less caffeinated. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of teas are naturally decaffeinated, right? So they make really good if you want a, like a hot something to drink before you go to bed or something. I mean, you definitely don't want to drink coffee uh, unless it's decaf, which I don't see the point. Um, but and I don't think it tastes that good either. Really? I, I, I no. can't say that I've ever tasted decaf coffee. Oh, yeah. Just, I, when I've tried, sometimes in the afternoons, even if I do half and half, like decaffeinated and caffeinated just mm-hmm. to try to cut down on some of the caffeine. I don't care for the taste that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I I didn't even realize. Where I had a does the taste, caffeine but... go? <laughs> How do they get it out of there? Um, so, um, yeah, but if you want like a, a drink at bedtime, a nice warm drink, then there are lots of teas. And there are even some teas like chamomile that will help uh, actually help kind of relax you and kind of get you wound down for sleep. So that's good. Oh, yeah. That uh, what was that? Yogi? Was Yogi, it Yogi yeah, caramel tea? I heard about it on Tim Ferriss. That is some good sleep tea. Mm-hmm. It really is. Well, we'll talk about that later. But anyways, let's get into some of the types of tea. Now, this is something, this is where, this is one of the places where when I say this podcast is very educational for me as well, for both of us, I think, Mm -hmm. but this is something that I was always very confused on the types of tea that are out there. And we were getting tea for a while from that, uh, what was that place? That Starbucks kind of, Tivana, I think. And then we found out some things about the type of tea they use there too. So we don't really use them or really drink their tea anymore, but, uh, they had all these very confusing kind of 
and not very well explained. Not very well explained. Either. Yeah, that's that's the thing is that mm-hmm. you know you go in there and unless you get someone, I mean, there are a lot of the time you know they're staffed like Starbucks, so it's it's college kids and high school kids who may or may not know anything about you know the tea they're serving. So you ask a question, and it's kind of a crapshoot as to whether you're actually gonna get an educated response or not. All right, let's try to help with that. <laughs> all right, so. Uh, Types of tea, we're talking about, first of all, the bulk of, you know, what people think of when they when they think of tea, and that's teas that are derived from the Camellia sinensis plant, which is a shrub that is native to China and India. And that's when you actually, when you hear tea leaves, that's what they're talking about. So the type of tea that comes from this plant is determined by the way the leaves are prepared or processed. So in general, the more processed the tea leaves, the less antioxidants remain in the tea. So that's just kind of something to consider. Yeah. So like oolong and black teas, those are oxidized or fermented. So they tend to have lower concentration, concentrations of polyphenols that, um, than green tea. Mm -hmm. So green tea is something that's typically pretty strong, but they're, antioxidizing power is still very high. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Even, even though they're more processed, which I mean, just goes to show you the level of antioxidants in just mm-hmm. the tea leaves themselves. Um, all right. So let's start with green tea. <clears throat> green tea is made with tea leaves from the Camellia uh, sinensis. <laughs> plant. I'm glad you're pronouncing that. Yeah. I had to look back. <laughs> I, I don't remember. It's already out of my head. <laughs> Uh, made with leaves that have been steamed. And steaming, what that does is it prevents the leaves from oxidizing and fermenting. So it's basically just, they. I, I think what I read was they let the leaves wilt, you know, remove them from the plant, let them kind of wilt, and then steam them. Um, green tea has a milder flavor and a milder strength. So it's not as strong as black tea. And I think some of this is subjective to, to your taste mm-hmm. as well. So to me, depending on the tea, of course, because there's so many different brands and stuff, but I I think green tea has a more distinct, maybe, I don't know if that's what you would call stronger flavor um, than black tea. There's some black teas that I have that I've had that, to me, don't taste that strong. Really? Um, yeah. See, I, I'm, I'm the opposite. I To me, green tea, the green teas that I've had just haven't seemed as like, they don't have as much of a punch, uh-huh. I guess, yeah. to me. Yeah. And li- like you said, I mean, I think it's... I just don't care for the taste, taste as personal much. Personal taste, yeah. yeah. All right, so black tea is made with tea leaves that have been fermented and has the highest caffeine content. So now you know why I was going for the black tea. Exactly. <laughs> um, so black tea is w- what forms the basis of flavored teas like chai, uh, and then along with some of the instant teas, and we'll talk about instant tea later. But um, And I like, I really prefer black tea over any of the others, I think. Ditto. And then, uh, like we said, it has a stronger flavor than green tea and oolong tea. Yeah. Now, white tea is made with the white buds of the plant that have not been cured or fermented. Mm -hmm. And I think that white tea is the least available, most expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think I've only had it a couple of times. I can't even say that I've had it. Yeah, I I really haven't either. I bought Mm -hmm. some one time. It was a like a ginger something white tea and it was good. But I just you just don't see it, you know, as often. I think it was at Trader Joe's that I bought that years long time ago. 
Now, yeah. oolong tea is one that the strength is in between green and black teas. And this is made with tea leaves that are semi-fermented. So um, I, I do like the taste of oolong tea, at least the ones that I've had. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I've ever really had Yeah, we it. had some from Tivana. Tivana's was oolong. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. Well, then I have had it, but I don't remember. <laughs> and, you know, and the thing about the Tivana is they, they're they very highly flavored. Mm. So it's, you know, the blueberry and the... Uh, yeah. All this stuff, and it's very yeah. highly flavored. And I don't know, quite honestly, I, I can't say for sure one way or the other, but I don't know if those flavors that are in their teas are completely... Um, natural or not yeah. i mean they smell awfully awfully strongly on um, in some instances i yeah. I, I don't know they don't may know if they are yeah don't they know may or they may not so, be yeah. i don't know uh all right and then the last one the last variety from this plant um is uh pu air tea and i'm not sure if i'm saying that correctly it's p-u-dash-e-r-h uh and this type is made with tea leaves that have been both fermented and and aged and it's considered a black tea so and I, I i'm guessing because it's fermented i i would guess and then um the leaves are usually pressed into cakes and i've never even i've, I've never heard of it until I've i did this research it, so had it yeah yeah if i've had it it was i didn't realize i was drinking it so um all right so then so that takes care of tea leaves right so then we have herbal and fruit teas. Okay, so herbal and fruit teas are made from herbs, fruits, seeds, and roots steeped in hot water. Mm-hmm. They're also lower, they also have lower concentrations of antioxidants than the green, white, black, and oolong teas. So their chemical composition is actually, uh, it varies widely depending on what plant they use. Right, so lots and lots of varieties of herbal and fruit teas. Um, some of the most common or popular ones that you you know see if you go to the the tea shop or if you go to the the tea aisle at your grocery store uh some of the most common ones that you'll see are ginger uh ginkgo biloba ginseng hibiscus jasmine rosehip um different mints rooibos which is red tea and chamomile yeah now chamomile is one that and this is again be careful with this because uh we're not doctors. This is just research that was on the internet. But they are. Um, they may help prevent complications from diabetes, like loss of vision and nerve and kidney damage. The antioxidants. Yeah, the antioxidants within the chamomile tea. Sorry, thanks for yeah. for that. Uh, and they may also stunt the growth of cancer cells. That's good to know. I have chamomile mm-hmm. growing out in a pot out there, and uh, I've never done anything with it. I I bought it last spring i guess and i was like oh chamomile yeah i don't really care for the flavor that much yeah i know you you don't no i don't um and then uh, oh and then one more is uh, echinacea that's another co- uh, popular variety of tea and again thank you for pronouncing that one <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> i should have butchered it i'm sure all right now this one this next section uh, that we're gonna this next uh, topic that we're gonna talk about is one that was i hadn't known about previously but i i can say i probably hadn't ventured into this area but these are some teas that you should avoid Mm -hmm. right and you know most of it is things that are not not just tea so if you you'll you'll see teas out there that are kind of marketed as dieters teas right um and these generally will contain you know the tea leaves or but then they'll have other um 
things added, added to it. So yeah. like senna, aloe, buckthorn. And now the thing about these and the reason that they add these and then, you know, to these dieting teas is because those are all laxatives. So think about it. And that's probably a big reason. Larissa and I, as we were talking through some of this stuff, a big reason why, there might be other reasons too, but why the FDA warns against these because you're mm-hmm. pretty much be drinking laxatives. Yeah. And, you know, really I mean, you can kind of mess your. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, you can imagine. Up. I mean, if, if you have an occasional cup of tea that has one of these ingredients in it, it's fine. But if your chances are, if you are in a dieting mindset, you know, and you see something that says, Oh, dieters tea, you're not going to be drinking one cup of this every week or every couple days, it's going to be, you know, the more the better, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't that generally the mentality? So the more the better. So the more I drink of this, the better. And then you're going to cause yourself all kinds of problems. Yeah. And you can get dehydrated and all sorts Mm -hmm. of bad things with that. Right. And then kind of going along with that is um, herb containing, uh, the FDA warns about teas that have herbs or supplements that can a lot of uh, these manufacturers or these, um, I don't know, food companies or whatever, will claim that these supplements can kill pain or fight cancer. None of these claims have been backed by science. And uh, some of the herbs that we'll mention here in a minute have led to bowel problems, liver and kidney damage, and even death if you you know just mm. really go overboard on this. So things like comfrey, ephedra, willow bark, germander, lobelia, and chaparral. And I know ephedra is one of the main components of those horrible, horrible diet pills yeah. that you see blasted all mm-hmm. over the, the you know, infomercials and stuff that those things just really make me angry. Right. You yeah. know, because they're so dangerous. Um, but then, I mean, you have to think about it. The FDA is really not taking a strong enough stand against these things. I don't think because I mean, they're still out there. Yeah. Confession time. When I was um, getting ready to go for the MS 180 to that's a 180 bike mile bike ride with uh, one of my friends, I was trying to drop some weight. Cause that's, we were driving, we were riding our bikes over two days from Houston to Austin and I was trying to drop weight. And I was taking some pills that had ephedra in it, mm-hmm. and I got sick. Mm-hmm. I, it was very dehydrating. So this was about what firsthand. sixteen years ago. Oh yeah, it had to be. It was it was well before you and I met. Mm-hmm. So it was mm-hmm. about sixteen years ago. But that and my friend was so mad at me for taking these things. She said, "There's those are so dangerous." And mm-hmm. sure enough, when we're when you're out there and you're pushing your body like that, it leads to higher blood pressure and all sorts of nasty things. So. Right, right. Luckily, right. I smartened up. Good. And you made it. You, you I finished made the it. I did. Um, your butt was crying. Couldn't but feel my hands it. for six months. But, <laughs> but uh, all right. So so things like uh, those supplements, you really want to look out for. Read your labels. You know, just pay attention to what you're buying. Um, another thing to kind of avoid is that instant tea. And this is where I said we would mention instant tea again. Blah. Yeah. So that powdered stuff, you know, the Lipton instant crystals and well they contain a lot of stuff that's like sugar and preservatives and things that are not tea (laughs) yeah Yeah. do you remember um some of our listeners who are our age or older will maybe remember this uh do you remember which is late 20s (laughs) (laughs) okay uh then nobody will remember this but me um 
there were commercials for that Lipton, I think it was Lipton brand, um, instant tea. Yeah. And do yeah. you remember how their selling point was the crisp, the, the flakes of tea mm-hmm. or whatever had this little like, um, shiny crystal, like, yeah, yeah. sparkle thing. Yeah. And it was, part, it was a big, like their commercial was, they showed these sparkling little things. You Look know, at our shiny preservatives. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've always, anytime I think of instant tea, I think of that. And my dad just lived on this stuff when, when I was a kid. Um, he always had, my mom always kept one of those things of instant tea and she would mix it up with his dinner. Blah. Yeah, I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. Um, another thing about the instant is it's usually not organic. I mean, it, it, come on, really. Uh, and we'll talk about organic in a minute. Um, another thing to kind of be wary of is bottled tea. And I mean, mm-hmm. there are so many brands of bottled tea out there, right? Yeah, that and they purport they purport health benefits, right? You know, and- right. But still, look at the just read your labels. Um, added sugar artificial ingredients like flavorings you know the when you see the the peach tea and the the raspberry lemonade tea and i I guarantee you that stuff is not natural Mm -hmm. you know maybe one in 20 might be but i i i think that would be hard to find um so let's talk a little bit about the importance of buying organic tea all right sir now you know we've talked about organic stuff before and some things are you know some things you really don't have to be as concerned about buying organic yeah Um, like bananas things with thick skin thick skin right things that aren't exposed but tea is one that is probably a good idea to get organic right and there's a really good reason for that Um, Max Goldberg we've talked about Max before Mm -hmm. he has a his website is livingmaxwell.com and he does a lot of really good research and um, kind of publicizing about organic uh, issues of organic food and Monsanto stuff and GMOs and all this stuff. I really like him. Uh, But he had a really good article, not just recently, very recently. There is a nonprofit watchdog group called Beyond Pesticides. And if you want to, I'll put it in the show notes, but it's beyondpesticides.org. And they recently released a report entitled Tea Steeped in Toxic. You don't want that. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was reading uh, Max's article, and then I went to the the Beyond Pesticides website, and I was reading more about them because I always kind of, whenever I see um, when I'm I come across one of these organizations in the course of my research for the podcast, I always go and kind of vet them a little bit and read their about, read their you know who are their directors, where are they coming from, are they owned by some you know big company like Monsanto, which you know they're not. Um, <laughs> this company's not, so they checked out. Uh, but I always kind of go and do that. Uh, so then I started reading more about this report that they did, and just some of the highlights from this report. Um, they they really talk about the fact that tea contains most tea contains so many pesticides. And the FDA consistently finds that all the this imported tea, and I when I say most tea, um, when I say imported tea, for us, most all tea is imported. I mean, there's hardly any tea that's actually grown here stateside. I don't know if there is any at all. But most of it is grown in China or India or other places that are not here. Um, but the, the, the FDA consistently finds these pesticides that are illegal here 
in the U.S. So things like permethrin, which is linked to cancer and endocrine disruption, DDE, which is related to DDT. Uh, and DDT was banned in the U.S. back in 1972. So that's mm. that's old. Yeah. Uh, and then there's one called heptachlor epoxide, which is uh, was banned in the U.S. due to um, it being a carcinogen. So, again, you don't want that. Yeah, and here's something crazy. This is uh, something else we learned that until mid-2016, which is this year, later this year, I guess in the summer, the EPA is going to continue to allow the importation of tea from China that contains a banned pesticide called, called endosulfan. Now, the EPA has said that endosulfan poses unacceptable, unacceptable risk to farm workers and wildlife. So it's a toxic it, it's uh, it's a toxin that's supposed to be damaging to your nervous system. And it can damage your kidneys and your liver and also male reproductive organs. So how is that? How crazy is that? That that's still going to that, be allowed they, for that they know this. <laughs> well, you know, and the United States, we really have to get more strict on this mm-hmm. stuff. I was. Uh, have we done an episode on coffee? Yet? Yeah, we mm-hmm. did. Okay. Because I was learning some more things about coffee recently. Maybe we'll do a follow-up or something. But um, the same kind of deal with coffee. Mm -hmm. Some of the things that are banned in other countries, uh, just send them to the United States because we're so lax on some of this stuff. Well, and I'm not going to get into a discussion on politics or anything, but um, just have one word. Capitalism. Well, yeah. Capitalist. it's a capitalist system it's 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 not it's not so much it's just it's the money it is but i think you can have both you just have to have smart you have to have people that care i mean Mm -hmm. like i said you i i don't think i think you can still have both i mean i i just i I get what you're saying though but i it but this is what i say the money is though we speak with our so this is what cap capitalism abused counts on people not being educated Mm -hmm. to because like i've always said you vote with your dollars and when you're educated about what you're spending your money on like toxins that will impact your nervous system and you don't put your money there then capitalism will support the places where your money's going Mm -hmm. see what i'm saying so that's that's what i meant that's why i said i think you can have both i think it's okay that we live in a society where people want to buy things and that kind of thing but i i just think that we have to educate ourselves as to where we're putting our money yeah so guys, uh, write to the FDA and tell them to protect your Charlie Browns. Unacceptable. Um, yes. Anyway, so so yeah, there. The thing is that in China and India, there are really really weak regulations and really, I mean, little enforcement of the regulations that they do have when it comes to their food production. And of course, China and India are two of the major tea producers in the world. So in both places, there are numerous pesticides that are put onto their tea plants when they're growing. And then, you know, it's, it's, uh, it goes right into our tea that we buy. Yep. So in fact, in China, there was uh, there's some tests that detected 29 different pesticides, including reproductive and developmental toxins, like uh, and bee killing chemicals. Which, hmm, where are the bees going, right? Uh, right, and, exactly. Yeah, and just a whole bunch of banned pesticides. Right. So, 
And then it, and there's a, a 2014 U.S. Government Accountability Office report. And I know we're getting kind of technical, but not really um, because it's important. Well, I think it's important because yeah. when you buy tea, you want to think about these things. Yeah. Um, but this um, GAO, Government Accountability Office, sounds very official. Uh, <laughs> the GAO. <laughs> report back in 2014 uh, reported that the FDA tests less than one-tenth of one percent of all imported foods. That's nothing. That's crazy. And think about how much comes in, how many food products come into the U.S. from other countries. It's a lot. I mean, yeah, we grow a lot of stuff here, right? And we manufacture a lot of stuff. But there is so much that comes in from other, I mean, just read some labels, you know? Yeah. And the other thing we learned is that tea is consistently receives incredibly high violation rates from the FDA on their Mm -hmm. pesticide monitoring system they're consistently violating those rates. Right. Yeah. And so even if they... And they probably just get a little slap on the hand. Well, yeah. And I mean, even if they turn away the ones that they do test that come back um, in violation, if they're only testing one-tenth of one percent of it, then how much are they really catching? Yeah. Chances are, if you've got one of these, you're trying to export one one of these uh, highly toxic teas Mm -hmm. to the United States, chances are you're going to get it in. Yeah, right. So the bottom line, what's the bottom line? The bottom line is drinking organic tea is an absolute must. Mm-hmm. Right. It, so- it really, it prohibits the use of super toxic pesticides that we've mentioned and organic certifies verif- verify that growers are in compliance with organic system management plans, which both protect the farm workers, which mm-hmm. is really important as well as the environment. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, when you said something important there, it's uh, pr- it prohibits the use of the really, really bad pesticides. That's not to say that there's no pesticide use of any sort because that's that's just not that wouldn't be correct to say right. that. Um but organic the organic regulations really, really strictly monitor that and use, you know, more organic type pesticides and things that are less harmful. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean I would still take organic. that. Yeah. I would still take that over you know, the regular. Yeah. All stuff. the tea we get, we get organic. Yeah, we do now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So I, you know, I think that does it for our main discussion on tea. I, I really wanted to, I spent, I wanted to spend more time on the second half of it than we did on the first. I mean, because types of tea, you know, we kind of outlined those a little definition of each, but, um, you know, there's really not a whole lot else to say with that. I, I really felt that, the organic and what not to to look for is and what organic means yeah for tea with respect to tea all right let's move into the recipe of the week all right so i uh you know i always try to find something related to what we're talking about uh at least in some way and so i just went out there and i thought i was all you know cool and i was gonna find i I was being smart and i was gonna put in like uh so i just searched like recipes um using tea right oh wow i i I figured (laughs) i wouldn't find much i mean wow i found so much but i found this this blog post from the kitchen um which is one of my favorite sites to go when i'm looking for recipes or like how to's and stuff uh the kitchen.com k-i-t-c-h-n.com kitchen (laughs) yeah that uh but uh there's a blog post on there it's called eight cookie recipes that are made with brewed tea and tea leaves 
which is so cool. I was looking at these recipes and I'm like, oh my God, I have to try all of these. Oh, I mean, and because- she told me she got tea cookies. I thought you meant like cookies that you right. had with tea, but she said, no, they have tea, tea in, them. in them. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, some of them, it's like you just get different varieties. Some of them are made with Earl Grey tea leaves, you know, and what, what you do, I was reading through some of the how to's on the, the instructions on the recipes is you kind of like put the tea leaves in a food processor and kind of like pulverize them into powder. And then you put them in to with with your dry ingredients and it just looks so good. Very cool. All right, let's move into the quote of the week. The quote this week comes from Gary Snyder. And he said, there are those who love to get dirty and fix things. They drink coffee at dawn, beer after work, and those who stay clean just appreciate things. At breakfast, they have milk and juice at night. There are those who do both. They drink tea. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was cute. Become the coffee at dawn, beer after work kind of kind of gal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least it's not beer at dawn and coffee after work. <laughs> That's true. We'd have a problem. <laughs> yeah, that would be a big problem. All right, what's the question this week, Larissa? Oh well, it's kind of a no-brainer. It's uh, do you drink tea? And if you do, what's your favorite kind? Yeah, let's see. If I had to pick a favorite kind, it would probably just be oolong. It's yeah. kind of a mild in between, not anything really. It's got a good punch, but not 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 where I get jittery mm-hmm. or anything like that. How about you? I really like citrus teas. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, you know, Wait, I, I changed my mind. You did turn me on to citrus teas. Mm-hmm. I, I really like citrus teas. I also like mint teas, but I know no, you don't. I don't like mint teas. And the thing is that I like... Uh, you know, I can brew. I I grow mint out in the on the patio, on the porch, whatever. Um, and I can do. Sorry, I just like really clicked right there. Just <laughs> <laughs> tisk tisk. Uh, <laughs> I can make mint tea just with just like as as an herbal tea, but I really prefer. And it, it's okay. I mean, it's all right. But I really prefer having like a. a like a tea leaf tea, but with a mint added or with citrus added or something like that. So it actually has a tea leaf base to it and yep. then those other things. Added. Oh, yeah. So just a real quick plug for the yogi tea. That is the caramel. And I had another one because they were out of the the caramel that you I bought me another one. I don't remember what it was. Very smooth. Very nice. Very. Uh, it is organic mm-hmm. as well. We got it at Whole Foods. Um, that's where we found it. We didn't find any at our local grocer. So you well, might no, have to know. No, they actually do oh, have they yogi. Do? They just didn't oh, have, they didn't the, have caramel. the caramel there. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. And yogi has like, oh my gosh, they probably have like 30, 40 varieties mm-hmm. of tea. So very good. All right. So uh, stop by our uh, show notes at www.vegetarianzen.com forward slash 143 to leave us a a comment letting us know what type of tea is your favorite tea or head on over to our Facebook, either our page, we have a public page. And then as I mentioned earlier, we have a closed Facebook group that if you're not part of already the Peas and Carrots Society, we'd love to have you. All right, and that's just uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen. And that'll awesome. get you to peas and carrots. Awesome. All right, I think that does it for our show this week. Until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.